All right, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Sound of Dow. Happy Monday, everyone. So I, I, I've decided we're going to overhaul the podcast a little bit. We got to make this more like a real podcast, okay? Because I've been kind of sick, quite frankly, of just speaking to you guys blankly into the camera all by myself. It just feels so lonely here. So I decided to go and get a co-host. Now, unfortunately, the co-host uh, selection process was a little bit difficult because uh, most people who actually know what they're doing are too busy so uh i've i've had to downgrade folks and we've we're just brought back the uh my 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 what do we call him rich indian friend from uh the the the, mm. the the wall street podcast i believe um and he's here so would you like to introduce yourself sir to the people who forgot yeah yeah i'm the rich indian friend from the <laughs> the last podcast and vince vince really really did flatter me last podcast he put a little red dot on my head you know indicative <laughs> Of how amazing I am. But yeah, I'm Shashank. Shashank Yelamanchi. I am a political campaign organizer out of Pennsylvania. And I I, I don't appreciate Vince calling me a downgrade. <laughs> like, come on. Come on, Vince. For, to get someone like high class like me, someone so respectable, you, you had to like really really give me a good offer to get on here yeah his, well his offer I, I didn't i was just like hey actually no i think he asked me he was like hey man i, I <laughs> okay I, we don't I, need to get really, into the specifics I, I really there's no publicity. need to get Please, into the Vince, specifics i really need some publicity here, okay? <laughs> nobody knows who, who i am okay Please associate with me so I can get my job on my Senate campaign. Okay, that was a that was that was a story. That's what happened. Anyways, um, so this is our co-host. His name is we'll just call him Shank. Okay, that's his that's his short named. Um, and you know today on the podcast we want to talk a little bit about uh this this whole story around Ted Cruz and how it, it really reveals obviously like double standards like we know that but it also tells the real story of who the real elitists and who the real working class you know party is in washington but um so you obviously you have this story around ted cruz it, it was not good optics okay we all we, we, we we're all mature enough to admit that but obviously we had the, the texas snowstorm this week or last week rather and ted cruz basically took a very short vacation to cancun and it's like i hold nothing against him for it personally if he was a private citizen or even like a journalist it wouldn't even have been a big deal but the fact that he was a politician you know leaving his state when it's in such a bad crisis where like half the state's without power that i and again i don't have anything personally against ted cruz for it like i'm i'm fine i'll, I'll, I'll stick up for him but in this case i'll say that it just it just was not the best optics like obviously and i would say it's worse it's it's a typical dc moment like that's just that's just typical washington okay and we're going to go into examples of of why that is just typical Washington in a little bit. But the reason why I say I sort of expect better from Ted Cruz is be, rather than opposed to someone like Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham is the fact that, you know, Ted Cruz, his whole career has always prided himself off of like being anti-establishment, like anti-DC, right? He's always, he's always ran against, even before he, you know, he became more Trumpian, more, I guess, populist, right? But his whole career, he's really been this guy who's the DC establishment is crooked. They're corrupt. They, they don't appreciate you. And I'm a man of the people of the people of Texas. Right. And so it, that's why I think it, it's, it's, I think that's why a big reason why, especially you see the left-wing media trying to hone in on him as much as possible, because they know they they give off this image of being the condescending ivory tower, Hollywood elites. And they're trying to pick on someone who generally is seen as more of like a, a man of the people kind of guy. And so that's why I would say it was just, it was just bad optics overall, you know, for Ted Cruz is not a good thing. I mean, he will recover. He'll be fine. Ultimately, like three months from now, nobody's going to remember this, but I, I think this revealed sort of a, a an interesting little dynamic in Washington because you notice that Ted Cruz going to Cancun during um, a, a snowstorm, which, by the way, he didn't break any of his own state regulations, gets more attention and more heat than this 
long list of, you know, Democrat politicians blatantly breaking their own rules that they themselves wrote into law or into, you know, executive order throughout the COVID pandemic, right? You have actually, Shank, I think you said you have a, a, a list of all the times they've done this. But obviously, you know, yes, off, off the do. top of my head, I can think of you have Gavin Newsom with the French Laundry incident. You have, uh, I believe, Bill de Blasio, right? He went to he went to the gym when it was closed and he managed to get in by himself. I mean, there's a long list of this, but would you like to go into that? Yeah. Um, in addition to that, we have California governor, you know, Gavin Newsom. You mentioned I just said him. that. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you got Chicago mayor. You know, Lori Lightfoot, you know, she's been yeah, pretty infamous the there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got very, very, very infamous, um, Andrew Cuomo, remember him. Uh, in addition, you got Sam Licardo, mayor of San Jose, Muriel Bowser, mayor of DC. You, you got Michael Hancock, mayor of Denver, and you got Steve Adler, mayor of Austin. That's, that's a lot of people actually. And these people did far worse things. And t- Ted Cruz, it was just looked bad. But these people are people that blatantly, fragrantly broke their own rules that they set into place, right? And you see that, you know, this is why I guess, the, like I talked about in my speech, if you guys saw that on, on Friday, this is a part of the problem as to why, you know, when you have the left controlling all of our institutions, including the media, this is why they are able to hijack the narrative to where, like, it doesn't matter whenever they do this stuff, but it matters when, you know, we do this stuff. But I... Well, let's also remember, you know, you have Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> this is the ultimate Marie Antoinette moment. Like, you want to talk about those. You have Nancy Pelosi in the middle of these lockdowns when you had, like, a bunch of people struggling. And many people in her, in her district already are freaking poor because they live in San Francisco. Sorry for them. Um, but you had her showing off an entire industrial-sized freezer worth of, like, expensive ice cream. Remember that? Yeah, that 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 was a pretty funny moment. She was laughing, you know, telling on what was that? Uh, some some Saturday Stephen night Col- live Stephen, show. I think it was Stephen Colbert's show. Who is equally just a a pompous ivory tower prick. If I excuse my language, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, you know that she pretended to be you know cool with the people, but she was really just showing off her wealth, her big yeah big fridge full of ice cream like who has that much ice cream like uh, okay no offense but like no one needs that much ice cream okay you know that's wait, like literally no. just just wait till you see her wine freezer uh but... oh 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 okay yeah that's that's at least like fifty thousand dollars worth of wine in there you know yeah, well, probably she, she, you know from lobbyists they probably to, donated by I lobbyists think, I, I think they have to restock it very often too, because you know she uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has a drinking problem. <laughs> um, but I think ultimately, you know, I, I, this really was a distraction from Andrew Cuomo himself. You mentioned Andrew Cuomo earlier, and um, I, I, you know, I, I, it really, I, Ted Cruz's timing could not be worse with this because it, it covered Andrew Cuomo right now is is in really deep water here, folks. Okay, so you have. Mm-hmm. We all know the nursing home scandal, right? And I think it was a New York either was it inspector inspector general, right? Investigated, and they, they yeah they, yeah yeah they basically released a report stating that um, the nursing home deaths were undercounted by as much as fifty percent. And basically, what Andrew Cuomo was doing with this was he would move these nursing home patients. Right before, like knowing they were dying, right before they died, move them to the hospital so they wouldn't get counted as nursing home deaths. And it's 
it's pretty clear, you know, when the evidence now that the evidence is coming out that Andrew Cuomo was doing this intentionally and he was directly involved with this cover up. But then, of course, you have, the, you know, this week, the state assemblyman in New York, uh, Ron Kim, and he's a Democrat, by the way, there's not some Republican trying to slander him, but he's very progressive, by the way, like one of the most progressives. Yeah, he is. And um, he was ba- he basically whistleblew that. Andrew Cuomo basically called because he's been uh, been basically trying to investigate this, right? He's been trying to expose what happened in the nursing homes. And Andrew Cuomo, governing like Tony Soprano, like the freaking Italian mafia mob boss that he thinks he is, calls Ron Kim like late at night and basically threatened him, right? He, he threatened him. And we're going to play the clip right here. Assemblyman, I know, um, look, this has been an issue you've cared a lot about for a long time. And I'll get to that. You and I talked about it back last summer. But please tell me about this call with the governor. You know, good to see you, Aaron. Uh, this happened last Thursday evening around 8 o'clock after news broke that his top aide, um, his top aide had um, lied about uh, hiding data uh, and information from the federal government for political reasons. She, met, she admitted to that in a private meeting and it was exposed. And the governor called uh, for about 10 minutes, it seemed like one hour, berating, yelling and threatening that I have to issue a statement um, to that that invalidated what I heard. Um, he asked me to lie to cover up uh, for his staff, and this was done in front of my family. Now he called me. My wife was next to, right next to me. I was you know right about to bathe my kids, um, and it really just put you know my family and my and my wife um, into shock. Uh, and trauma for many hours, and she couldn't get any sleep that night. Um, and it's highly inappropriate, you know, for the governor to have. So he done said. That. He and, said. You know, he said he can destroy you. I mean, he literally said that. Yeah, and you know, Andrew Cuomo thinks he can get away with everything. He's been governor for a few years now. You know, um, his dad was governor as well, I believe. Um, and he thinks he can ride off of that. You know, ride off of his popularity to keep going. And he somehow had the time while. This whole nursing home scandal was going on before this even started, even when conservatives and other people in New York were first uh, blowing the whistle about this. He had the time to write a book. And not only did he write a book, it got onto the top charts. And not only did it do that, he was nominated for an Emmy. This failure, his absolute <laughs> catastrophic failure at managing this pandemic in New York, and he gets an Emmy, that's just that's just prime leftist establishmentarian you know elitist politics but you know i think it's funny he was all over like cnn and all over the media they were adoring him people talking about him running for president and i've been noticing this trend a lot from them which is they and this has been happening the last four years where they where they they promote people like like freaking jesus like they 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 worship these people whether it's michael avenatti or uh, or Amorosa or all these people that they pretend are like the free. I actually remember they they compared. I think some I forgot who it was compared Stormy Daniels to the Virgin Mary, right? But they bring on these people like Michael Avenatti, like Andrew Cuomo, who are so clearly frauds. Like they're so clearly full of crap. Eric Swalwell, Adam Schiff, right? And yet yet they they promote them like they're the greatest thing to ever exist. And every single time, without fail. So it, it just gets uncovered that they were total frauds or they were doing something really bad or illegal. And I'm, I, I, I don't understand. Like, this just shows you how out of touch they are. I don't understand why, to this day, they still can't, like, pick up, like, hey, maybe this person is, is completely full of crap. You had CNN trying to run this whole sibling, this cute little sibling rivalry between Chris Cuomo and, uh, and Andrew Cuomo. And now 
you know, his his brother is uh, is banned from being <laughs> under <laughs> federal <laughs> investigation. <laughs> They're not stopping, though. You know, the state of New York continues to think, especially with Andrew Cuomo at the helm, continues to think that they can govern like some type of Italian mafia mob boss. And honestly, Andrew Cuomo, the Cuomo family probably does have ties to the Italian mafia. I mean, let's be honest. How else do you get elected to governor like three or four times? Okay, like, yeah, like, like, come on, you know, and have your family in politics for that long. Like, come on, you know. I'm just saying, like, Ron Kim better watch out. Like, don't get whacked by the mafia here, okay? Like, you know, he got, this guy thinks he's a gangster, but you, you see them, um, they, they've, to this day, they're still investigating basically Trump and basically every single financial transaction he's ever made, right? Without any sort of basis or probable cause. I mean, they're just trying to use the state of New York and use the state government against their political opponents. And it's like, it starts with Trump, obviously, and and you might have heard this. They actually they shut the Bill De Blasio pulled the permit for the Trump Organization ice skating rinks like just two three months before it was supposed to be pulled. I don't know if you heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like he's gonna make me not able to ice skate when I go to New York. Like I don't even want to go to New York now because Bill De Blasio has him and Andrew Cuomo have ruined the city. They're beefing with each other now, by the way. They very much dislike each other. But it doesn't matter because they're all using the government, their power to target their political opponents with no basis whatsoever. And that's just that's just playing politics. They promise not to, and then they do it anyway. But they're hypocrites, and we already know that. Well, it's not just play, it's it's playing mafia, okay? Like let's, I I let you, people are gonna say I'm racist because they're Italian, but like <laughs> it's just it, they, you, you can just tell like that's who they are and that's who they think they are. I mean, you look at Chris Cuomo. I mean, just he thinks he's a freaking Guido over here. Like just just he's the big <laughs> biggest tough guy ever. Hey, don't get in my face with that, you know? Like, but um, it's kind of scary to think, but it, it is satisfying. But it's kind of scary to think that like these people, people have to live under the regimes of these people and then ultimately you know you look at joe biden who is best buddies with people like andrew cuomo you know oh what the fuck my camera battery just died yeah. all right sorry about that for the people who are watching on youtube my uh my camera died genius i am um this podcast has really been a disaster don't you think shank <laughs> i mean I, I i i've had some like crappy episodes but i like this is just the, the worst episode i've ever done like by far <laughs> I, I i blame i blame shank i think he's the reason for this um you know he just, he's just uh, i'm just a bad luck charm i accept yeah, it he's just, I accept it. I accept he's, just it. he's just an absolute amateur like ultimately at the end of the day you know <laughs> um but <laughs> anyway what have i done what have i done I don't, what, what were we even talking about? I don't even remember, dude. We were talking, talking about, about Andrew Cuomo running yeah, the thing think, like thinking the mafia. he's a thinking he's a mafia boss. Right? Um, <laughs> but you know the the thing is, it, it, this mindset. I mean, Andrew Cuomo is a good caricature of it because he behaves like that. But the thing is, this is not uh, behavior that is unique to to Cuomo at all. I mean, these people in general seek to use the force of government against their political opponents you know and and, and you see this that the, the, the people suggesting that trump supporters be treated in the same way al-qaeda does you saw today uh mm -hmm. congressional democrats sent a letter to companies like at&t and comcast talking about a asking these companies whether or not they would literally rip fox news new Ma newsmax and oan from their coverage okay like like this is how bad they're getting like they, they just want to ultimately censor all just major conservative media in general and this is who we face you know this they 
they they will not stop. They, they what, this is what these people do. They they and this is why I think the culture war is you know ultimately so important is because these people they try to take control of any institution, like all of them, whether it's corporate America, whether it's academia, whether it's the government itself. And then once they have control of those, they will not just use those to like do their basic functions, like sell iPhones or you know manage government or or teach students. Right? They want to use these ultimately as weapons against conservatives and, and, and for their own ends. And it's pretty scary, but it, it's it, this mindset is not unique to Cuomo at all. You know, I, I think that's what people hopefully can realize that, especially, you know, just because someone like Joe Biden talks like the uh, 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 crazy, uh, uh, an, old, an old grandpa who's like falling asleep and seems like the most non-threatening guy ever, this administration has already been taking actions, you know, to prosecute their political opponents, and they certainly are not going to stop congressional democrats or you know local state governments that are run by democrats from doing the same exactly exactly and see the thing is if you keep giving up ground in this culture war that we're having they'll keep going they're a hungry animal they won't stop i'm telling Mm -hmm. you this leftist ivory elitist um this mob is actively eating away at our freedoms and our and are parts of our institutions. What we used to think of non-biased institutions are now fully controlled by the left. The, take the education system, for example. You saw um, how they were putting critical race theory into kids' curriculums in elementary and middle school. That's just crazy to me. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. This podcast was a disaster, but hopefully it's somewhat watchable, okay? But uh, I, I, th- you know, I, I think we're just going to call it quits because I, I, just, I just hate this episode so much. And I, I blame Shank, okay? It's not, it's not my fault. It's, it's, it's clearly his fault. Um, Shank, I, th- I think you are, you are a disaster to, this, uh, to, 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 to my YouTube channel, to this whole organization. Um, but I think we will probably bring you back because, uh, yeah. 